0: She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Proverbs thirty-one seventeen. The Bible from cover to cover outlines a wealth of stories of everyday people just like you, just like me, with the overarching theme of both simplicity and weight. God loves us so much. Do you know how greatly loved and cherished you are? Hey there. Thank you so much for joining and listening. This is Brittany with She's Dressed for the Narrow Gate. So I'm so glad that you have hopped on here to this podcast and that you are listening in. If you are a weekly listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for staying attuned to all of the content. I really, really am grateful and um, appreciate you being here. If you are new, I pray that any of this material is encouraging, that it is um, a blessing in your life and that you'll share it as well as that you'll join me weekly and that you'll subscribe to this channel and what we're talking about is this life transformation process what we have been talking and i've been using some of my jacked upness so i've talked through my events of forgiveness and i've also talked through my issues of anxiety and how this mind renewal process this life transform transforming process it's not just you hop on a plane and you just arrive at This new self that that just does not happen with our minds. We you're born with this this temperament, this disposition. Your experiences, um, situations in your life that have shaped you, trauma, brokenness, heartbreak, um, good experiences. Even listen, you are you are a set of so much that to all of a sudden accept Jesus in your in your life while you're soul is still you, and your physical body is still you, your spirit self is new, and so now what we want to do through the rest of this journey until we meet him again is to get our minds right, because he offers this, he invites us in John 10, 10, we are invited to this abundant life that Christ says he has outlined for us, and it contrasts the life and the plans that the enemy has. The enemy has devised a plan from from the very beginning of time. Genesis 1, his plan was clear, even before that, right? I mean, because he was a fallen angel. And and Satan has a plan to kill you, to destroy you, and, and he hates you. You are an enemy to him if you are a believer. So you've got this contrast of this good shepherd who is Christ, who wants to give you an abundant life, but he's got to strip you and he's got to shape you and he's got to prune you and develop you. You're not going to just arrive at this new developed self who is perfect. First off, you'll never be perfect. You're going to always be in this mind renewal process. However, the person who I used to be a year ago is different from now and I should look different in one more year, etc. So I think that the the freedom in this, if I can call it freedom, is the perfection part of me. I don't know if you can identify with that, but listen, I struggle with wanting to be perfect. I want my life to look perfect, for it to sound perfect, for um, every line to kind of match up. Well, that's just not the Christian life. That's that's I don't actually even know if that's anybody's life. And so all I'm doing is driving myself crazy, trying to make something fit in a hole that was never meant to fit. So I have anxiety, so therefore anxiety issues, right? Control issues. And then when other people don't line up or if there's life disappointments, right? Because this relationship didn't go the way I planned it to, well then now disappointment, discouragement, and forgiveness issues. So just talking through my bends what are yours? Do you know them? Part of the beginning of any change is to really um, arrive at this place of vulnerability and exposing yourself. Think of being naked. You are at your most vulnerable self. And what we do is then we cover up, because you should, this is not the Garden of Eden, (laughs) where people are walking around naked, you need clothes on. But to To put into concept, just for you to kind of get a visual here, you are most vulnerable when you are naked. And that is how Christ sees you. That's how he created you. And that's how he not only created you, sees you, and knows you, but that's how he loves you. So what I want to talk about today is another struggle of mine. I don't know if you'll identify with that. And that is my insecurities. And I think when I think of my life, just upbringing and, and challenges. So you've got, again, just this perfectionism, my, my temperament, my personality. But I also just remember never kind of feeling like I ever measured up. And that wasn't just like in my home life, that was in my friendships. Always kind of feeling like the third wheel or always kind of feeling like, well, I don't really sound as funny as this person or I'm not really as pretty as this person. And that's why she wants to be friends with her, right? So in my mind, it's, it sounds silly, but in my mind, I took people's rejection as a blow to to my internal self some level of i'm not good enough because fill in the blank so even though i was not like a straight a student i was an a b student and i did horrible at standardized tests like to the point where and i know here in texas really anywhere outside of michigan i feel like maybe more midwest did act testing but I didn't do the SAT. We could I could have did SAT or ACT. Did ACT because I stayed in state. And I think most of the out-of-state schools took SAT. Nonetheless, I think a ACT goes to what like 36 or something? Mm. First off, I took the thing five times. I don't even remember my first score. I think it was like 16 or 17. So just just to get to a decent score, I had to take that mess five times. To get a twenty-two, you cannot tell me anything on my twenty-two. I was like, meanwhile, my husband just rode up one day, showed showed up, and got like a twenty-eight or a twenty-nine. I'm like, really, no effort. But so even though I was not like this star A student, like most perfectionist people tend to be, I was perfectionist in other ways. But I, but my work ethic was was me. First off, I had like three jobs. So I was like hardworking right but this this insecurity issue of my worth, am I worth it what am I worth and and who finds me even worthy um so where so we kind of started off with just this transformation process in Romans and as well as in John but where I want to head to um, is actually in Hebrews uh, chapter six. And I want to read verses 17 all the way to verse 20. Um, It starts with, Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie— We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, who was a high priest. I mean, this is like in Abraham's day. But the reason I wanted to read all of that, first off, um, this story is in, um, found within Abraham's day. So, I mean, Genesis. And it's the certainty of like God being God, <laughs> his sovereignty in his promises that the earlier verses say essentially to the fact that. Most people swear by something outside or bigger than themselves. Um, like, I'm sure you've heard it said or you have even said it yourself. Like, I swear on such and such grave or I swear on my kids or I swear on, right, to try to insert a level of certainty. Well, God is like, I am the certainty. I'm God. I created. I I like I am. I am. But But I love you. So I'm going to go ahead and create this oath to confirm for you. So I love this because it's when I think of insecurity, just it's like it stems from this lack of confidence. What am I longing for? You have to get down to sift down to the bottom and ask yourself, do you really know your deepest longings? What are those? What, is, what are those levels of deep satisfaction that you get? Do you know those? What are those? And, and insecurity backs up to those being under attack or those being on a, on a grounding that is not certain and, and it's risky. And I can't trust, I can't rely. So it's like you're always kind of on walking on eggshells. So I wrote here that um, I doubt that I'm able, perfection stunts me, and secure enough in my worth even if I mess up. So those are my three issues of where my insecurity stems from. Again, I doubt that I'm able. I doubt that, so I'm sure somewhere in my past, I'm, I'm sure I can outline a couple where I maybe thought I did a great job, did this school project or something, and it, it turned out people laughed, like maybe a kid laughed or talked about me, or I always got made fun of about my forehead or my nose, and that kind of starts to make you think, well, is there something wrong with my nose? Is there something wrong with my forehead? So you start to doubt and look at things that other people have pinpointed um, because you don't know the value of who you are so now you're doing it on the basis of what somebody else is saying about you and then the perfection piece i wrote that stunts me because i can't because i doubt who i am now i've got this perfectionist standard and i think perfection is the standard rather than obedience to whatever the holy spirit is calling me to do telling me to do go talk to this person do this startup take this job don't marry this person you know, you can't follow directions, you can't be obedient because you're not even following the level of of standard. The perfection standard is only obedience. It's not, perfection is not the end result as what you created it to be because you're not Lord of your life. And then the secure enough in my worth, even if I mess up, goes back to that level of doubt. And now I can say, and I'm scratching 40. So many, many years. Now I can say that even if I mess up, even when I make my best effort, even if I clearly thought I prayed and had a clear answer from God, I can rest that I went to God first. I went to my wife's counsel. I took some time. It wasn't an impulsive decision. And you know what? It's okay. Like, like to know who you are, whose you are, and to know that you have, that you are Walking in what you believe is the calling that God has called you to do. Not, oh, I heard a voice or cracked open a fortune cookie or some person you know told me on TV somehow. This is like I'm talking about fervent prayer and bringing in other wise counsel. And if it still goes to the left, still goes opposite than what you thought, I'm saying that I still don't need to then be insecure in that because I know that I followed X, Y, and Z. Um, Satan uses doubt, I wrote. He wants you to question God. He doesn't even want you to question, he wants you to question yourself. But above that, he wants you to question God. He wants you to question God, his purposes, does he even love you? Let's even just go back to Genesis 3. Genesis 3? Yes. Genesis 3 is where Eve is on uh, on the scenes talking to the serpent, which I'm like, why are you doing that? But I'm sure that would have been me at some other point. But Genesis 3, Satan says, Did God really say? And that question in of itself is like he's he's inserting doubt. So Satan is the author of that. So when I think of not only my doubt within myself, I'll begin to question and doubt, you know what, God? but did you actually tell me to do that? Maybe you didn't. So then that's where doubt really gets sticky when it comes to being obedient to his voice. Um, And then once you throw in comparison, comparison, I wrote, lights and match to self-doubt, which then can lead to self-hatred. Because let's say you're on this path because you believe that that's what you're supposed to do and you had it all planned out right right, and you did everything that you're supposed to do well you look over to the right and Susie over here is like killing it and she is has the best life that you wanted for yourself and yours is going all the way to the left so hers is going amazing yours isn't so then it's like you're, then now you're doubting, well, maybe I didn't do it right. Well, let me look over to her lane and let me see what she's doing because maybe I didn't do it right. Which, no, 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 no. Focus your eyes on Jesus, not on the other lane because she's going on her own other set of instructions. And the problem with comparison and insecurity with comparison is then you just kind of innately in our broken still start being like... See, she don't even, she she ain't even cute when she does it. Like, I hope. And then then that can turn into you won't say it out loud, but do you ever know where you kind of like secretly rejoice when somebody fails? Where it's like, it's so horrible. But I'm just full transparency here. I'm exposing, I'm exposing myself and I'm and I'm being vulnerable. So, you know, some of my insecurities, achievement, approval, um you want to, or acceptance, um, et cetera. And it's just trying to find, again, going back to this deepest longings, this the deepest um, satisfaction, trying to find my worth outside of Christ. Anytime you're trying to go outside of Christ to find your worth, then it's going to be a problem. It's going to lead and build these insecurities. Um, And really, honestly, going outside of Christ to look for purpose, to look for worth, really highlights my idols, right? Because I'm needing this person. I'm needing this relationship. I'm needing this status. I'm needing this house. I'm needing this car. I'm needing these eight dogs. I'm needing fill in the blank. I need this in order to be this. When Christ is like, well, where did I even come and hang on this cross for? I died for you to be all that I have called you to be. I have died so that you can have this abundant life and that the gospel can go forward and you become a vessel for my glory. So while you're trying to use these idols and the you know or these people, this this purse. Nothing wrong with a purse. Really, I like purses. Nothing wrong with building this beautiful amazing mansion everything wrong when it becomes an idol when it starts to replace it's like okay god really you can kind of come back here because i've got this right i've got this now as my replacement so i wrote you know christ is our standard not the person in the lane next to you just to go back to that point of comparison but here you know andy Stanley said it wonderfully in um, a book called Enemies. Um, enemies of the heart really really good book for you to read celebrate others he talks about these these little, these enemies of the heart hence the name and one of them is jealousy and how you defeat jealousy is by celebrating others so you probably won't feel like it the first time second time third time fourth time fifth time even, maybe even by the 80th time, but eventually by you applauding, great job, great job, great job. Let your feelings be the caboose. They'll they'll line up, but what you're doing is creating habit where, you know what? Susie is not my enemy. She's not my enemy. Susie is not, not my standard. You know, I'm walking in obedience to what Christ has called me to do. So just to kind of siphon and pull all this back, action steps is, you know, really you need to affirm I have these affirmation statements I say in the morning to myself my kids have some and then um, my husband has some, I have some, you need'. To even just try three. affirmation statements, biblically grounded affirmation statements um, of who you are, whose you are and, and and how much Christ loves you. You need to do that every day. You might even do it more than um, once a day. I wrote and I already said, celebrate others. So and not like okay girl, good job. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about really kind of lie to yourself until you start to really catch up. Be that person who hates to work out as I talk about. You really don't want to work out, but you love the result. It will catch up. It your 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 endorphins will catch up. You don't just start off with endorphins, right? You're on the workout plan and the endorphins come later. Knowing your gifting and calling and being obedient where your feet are is another thing. So really, and that's not just something you're just going to find in like a one, two step or in this perfect self-help book or listening to all these different podcasts. While those things can be great, that is only going to come as you live a life of worship, a living sacrificial life to Christ. And then God is going to fill and give you your who and your why. And um, lastly, um, just trust that God. I should have really led with this. Trust that God is your supply. Um, Get yourself exposed. Think of again of that nakedness, that vulnerability. You are naked before the Lord. He knows you. He sees you and he loves you as yourself. Wrinkle, stretch mark, mole, whatever is there. He loves the scar, the birthmark. He loves it all. He created it all. Um, so this vulnerability to Christ will enable your security in him. And lastly, I just want to read um, Psalm. I mean, how can we not finish any insecurity and not read Psalm 139? So Psalm 139 verses one, you have searched me, Lord. This is a Psalm of David. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar in all my ways. Listen, you are fully known and you are fully loved. If nothing else that I say sticks... Know that you are fully known and you are fully loved. So whether your kids are acting crazy, your husband leaves you, your job has gone to, you know, just all out, just a mess. If your health, God forbid, your health is, I'm saying you are fully known and you are fully loved. Uh, And then, so that's verses one through three. In verse 13, scrolling down to verse 13, for you created my inmost beings, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully. I love the um, versions that say marvelously, but I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Listen, to be fully known, exposed, loved, and called, And to then know that my origination was like when you were creating me, what else can you run to? What else is replacement of that love? Nothing, 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 nothing. So your security, ladies, your grounding, go back to the Hebrews, your anchor, God is like, listen, I am never changing. I am the same person. I am your certain promise. Trust me. It's going to be hard, but this training, this this discipline of your mind is going to help you be able to know who you are, whose you are, and then what you are called to do for his glory. Ladies, thank you so very much for listening. I'm so glad that you're here today. I pray that you have a wonderful week ahead, and I really look forward to seeing you next week on the podcast. Thank you so much.